Welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to follow your passion and purpose. My name is Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of ATL Europe Group, also the creator of Kitty Talks. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. All our interviewees have been carefully selected and you will hear amazing inspirational stories of people who have listened to their little voice and followed their purpose. They will reveal bite-sized tips and success secrets that can help you to fulfill your passion and purpose on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and sign up for our exclusive club where you can hear behind-the-scenes footage. These interviews will inspire you to take action. Please like and share so others can have the courage to follow their passion and purpose too. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me Martin Root. Hi, Martin. Hi, good morning, Kitty. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening or whatever. Good morning for you and good afternoon for me. (laughs) Martin is joining us all the way from Santa Fe in the States. So so just by way of introduction, uh, Martin is an international speaker and consultant, and he's the creator of the Heaven on Earth project. And so I'm really Project Heaven on Earth. Project Heaven on Earth. Ah, okay. Uh, and you're going to tell us all about that, aren't you, Martin? Today. Well. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit more about the work you do in the world. So we just jump in there. Okay. Um, yeah. the- I do a couple of things now, but the major thing that I'm working on is Project Heaven on Earth. Um, and people can find out more about that at projectheavenonearth.com. And the idea, Kitty, is I, I deeply believe that people have a vision, uh, deeper than a vision, a real soul's yearning and longing for the kind of world that they want. Um, and I call that Heaven on Earth. And so I work with people to help them discover what heaven on earth is for them. I don't tell them, they tell them, they tell themselves. And once they discover what heaven on earth is for them, um, it's life altering in a very, very profound way. Beautiful. So you travel around the world speaking and facilitating workshops where people can go and discover this for themselves. I do, and I'm just finishing off, uh, hopefully it will be out this year, uh, my book, Project Heaven on Earth. Um, So yeah. And I have to say, I love it, Martin, because I'm a woman with a big vision myself, but it's an incredible, incredibly huge vision. Like, How did um, Project Heaven on Earth come about? Well, um, a little bit about my background. I'm, I'm a management consultant and author. Um, well, I think you know the Chicken Soup. Mm-hmm. Um, Hope and I and another fellow co-authored Chicken Soup for the Soul at work, um, and, which is a book of stories. And I began stories about work, I became enthralled with the notion of a story, not only an individual story and how they can change that to make it better for themselves, but also people's story for the kind of world they want. So that was one one vector that got me into heaven. Um, And the other was I've spent about 25 years uh, working on spirituality and work. And 
by that I mean I, I wanted to open up a conversation in the workplace in a respectful way so they could look at what spirituality at work was for them and how they might bring that about uh, in their workplace. You know, because over the years, there have been certain conversations that have not been permissible. Um, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug abuser, I'm gay, I'm black, I'm a woman. And every time one of those conversations came in, people would go, oh, you can't talk about that at work. But we found ways to talk about that, those subjects at work, in a way that was respectful and useful both for the individual and for the enterprise. And so it seemed to me that one of the uh, last things on that lineage was, what about spirituality and work? So I began an inquiry uh, and asking people to look at how could you uh, be more fulfilled spiritually at work in a way that was uh, appropriate to your enterprise and to yourself. And, and so I began opening that conversation globally along with others. Mm. Uh, but I was the first, as far as I know, in North America to use the term spirituality and work. And I set up um, a center for spirituality in the workplace at a business school, St. Mary's University, uh, the Sobey School of Business in Halifax, Canada. That was the first one in Canada. And what, what I wanted to do, Kitty, was just normalize that conversation. Mm. Uh, and uh, I worked on that for oh, 20, 25 years. And I was going to do a keynote address here in Santa Fe on spirituality work. And I was sitting by myself off in the green room, just getting ready and meditating. And I'm thinking, if every business in the world is spiritual, is that what you want, Martin? And I said, not really, because if we could transform business by, by bringing spirituality in, we could, because business is the temporal power in the world, we could transform the world. And then this thought came into my head, oh, you mean heaven on earth? And I thought, oh my God, you can't say that. And I thought, well, why not? I, I can certainly speak to you about hell on earth, can't I? That's permissible conversation. Mm. I can't really speak about heaven on earth. So these last 20, 25 years have been about how do we bring that conversation in so that it becomes really, for me, the new story of what it means to be a human and what it means to be humanity. So that theme of story keeps keeps repeating mm. in my life. Um, and, and, you know, oh, 10, 20, 15 years ago, you would hear, Kitty, a lot of people saying, um, the story of, of, of the world isn't working. It's, it's simply things aren't working. Things aren't working. And while that was true, then they would add, then add, and we need a new story. We need a new story. But nobody named the new story. So after a while, you stopped hearing that language because I keep saying to you, Kitty, you and I need a new story. We need a new story. We need a new story. Mm. But neither of us named it. It, it becomes a source of frustration. So I said, why don't we name it Project Heaven on Earth? Project in the sense of the noun. You and I are working on this project together. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, in English, Project Heaven on Earth in the uh, sense of course, yeah. right? a, a state of being. So yeah. you can project as being, project as doing, yeah. so that we can have it. And that's how, how it began. And I, I was just, when I got that... Uh, uh, Anglican bishop friend of mine used to that it's about heaven on earth. It was just that's it. I got it. It was very obvious to me. Yeah. Fantastic. And so you've been doing this work now for 20, 25 years. Yes. And how did it start? Because I'm 
you know, we talked about stories. You know, one of the things that we do on Kitty Talks is share inspirational life stories. So, you know, for my listeners, they're kind of looking at what you're doing now thinking, oh my God, that is incredible. But actually, how was it that you got the confidence to go towards that work in the first place? Because it takes, especially 25 years ago, it's a big conversation to have, you know. Did you not think that people might call you crazy, you know? Um, not initially, no. Uh, because I just knew it resonated as deeply true. And I knew that we needed a vision, a deep, you know, a divine in essence vision for the kind of world we wanted. Because part of my consulting work, which I haven't told you about, but my mm. consulting work is working with companies on their vision. So I knew what a vision was. I knew how okay. it worked. And I said, isn't it time for a vision for the planet? And, and it's not uh, something that I'm imposing on you. Because that's proselytizing. That's that'll never work if I impose my view of heaven on earth. No. Right. Rather evoking it, because my contention is that you know what heaven on earth is for you. Yes. And by by the techniques that I have, which we'll get into a little later, but by the techniques I have, I can bring that out of you. And then you know what it is for you. And that's when the the what I call the bank door swings open and all of this deposit of gold that's within you goes, ah, okay, it's now free to come out. So to go back to your question, um, how did this all start? Um, when, since I was a kid, I, I, I knew I was here to change the world. And it, it's, it may sound strange to people, but it was just such a normal thing. Like, my name's Martin and your name's Kitty. I didn't think it was strange. I didn't think it was unusual or wrong or just, you know, some people know they're a carpenter or, a, you know, a farmer. They just know. Uh, and I just knew. And so my life story, as I look back at it from this point, this vantage point, has been building these building blocks, you know, discovering what vision is and how that works, mm. discovering how to go beyond what they believe is possible. Because many people don't believe that heaven on earth is possible, even though they want it. So belief becomes more important than, the, than their yearnings. Um, spirituality and work, which is you know, the real deep spiritual longing that we have to, to bring out in the world. And now this work on heaven on earth. So each of those came along and they were, they just resonated with me, Kitty. That I was just like, that's it. I know, that's it. And uh, yes, there were people. I remember when I started with Vision, especially in Toronto, um, I remember sitting uh, in our living room table, dining room table, I don't know, four or five, I think they were all women, my wife and very close friends. And I said, you know, I want to do this work on Vision. And Vision had not come in yet you know, to Canada. It was new. And, and all of them said, look, you know, people will think you're smoking dope. And <laughs> California, you're nuts. And, and and what was interesting is all of them said no. And what that did was it forced me to go inside and say, okay, they're all saying no, but what's my truth? And my truth was, this is what I was going to do. And the same thing happened with spirituality. works very strong in spirituality. You can't talk about spirituality. Mm. People will think, you know, you're a religious zealot, which was not flat in my mind. And um, so by the time I got to heaven on earth, it was like, People don't agree, that's fine. Um, but when people do get what heaven on earth 
you know, I see the result in them. And that's much more satisfying and empowering and inspiring to me than people saying, no, you can't do it, or it's too big, or it's crazy, or we've never had heaven on earth, or it's impossible, or all the reasons people uh, want to give for not doing it. So I think what, what's important to your listeners is, you know, if you know that something's deeply true for you, and um, and people say, no, it can't happen, I, I, you got to be true to yourself. I remember when I started Vision as well, there was a very famous uh, developer in Toronto. I'm, I'm not going to name him. Uh, and uh, I mean, very powerful man, you know, built all kinds of apartment buildings and shopping malls, very wealthy. And, and I met with him to talk about vision. And uh, <clears throat> he turned to me at the end of my speaking to him about vision and he said, Martin, it will never work. And I said, thanks very much. You've just inspired me to do it. Mm, good for you. Wow. So, what their opinion is. And you have to listen to their opinion. I mean, clearly, this is a very important man. Mm listen more insight uh, to your and when, and when you look back at your life now you mentioned that you can see you had to go through one aspect so well go through one aspect of your life which led you to the next piece of the puzzle do you believe that there was a kind of journey that you were on leading you to this point where you are now very clearly but only in hindsight right yeah of course it's a wonderful thing yeah. it's a wonderful thing in foresight uh, the, the foresight was this rings true for me, so I'm going to do it. So is that the kind of advice you'd have for people, you know, listening to our show there, tuning into their passion and purpose, you know, through listening to our interviews, it's giving them, empowering them to sh show them that it's really possible that they can follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. Um, what advice would you have for people listening? Well, I think you just said it. I think you just told very succinctly. There is an inner knowing that you have, an intuitive knowing. And if that intuitive knowing resonates as true for you, then I want to suggest that you follow it. Um, obviously, I can't urge you to follow it. I can't make you follow it because it is ultimately your choice. Um, and I can just tell you my experience in that those three or four times in my life when those major um, next levels came up, I just knew. And I said, that's it. I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, even my wife in the early days with vision, she didn't, I think, I don't even remember so long, but I don't remember her supporting me. And then over the years, we've developed this little thing where if I have this idea, her response is, go for it. And uh, it really is fabulous. I mean, go for it. it it's, it's just exactly what I need to hear. Mm -hmm. And how do you surround yourself with people who, who get it, who, um, you know, who resonate with your truth. Mm. And how do you, you said there were three or four occasions in your life where you had these kind of deep knowings. How, describe that formula. If someone's maybe going through a period of transition of change now and they're not, you know, they, they think they know which way to go. How, how can you really tune into what it is that you're supposed to be doing? Well, that's an interesting question. I don't know how you can tune in in the sense that in my case, as I said earlier, this Anglican bishop said, said to me they were inbreaking. So for the vision piece, um, I met this guy and I just knew that his work was what I wanted to do on vision. Spirituality work, um, I was in a real funk. Um, my career was going great. My marriage was going great. I didn't know what the funk was about. 
and I ended up, um, I'm Jewish, but I ended up in an Augustinian monastery in Toronto and had a very profound experience in which I heard a voice come to me and say, it's about God. And I went, that's it. And that began the whole work on spirituality and work. And then for this most recent on heaven on earth, again, uh, meditating and this ingrate thing, uh, you know, as I said earlier, hearing the voice say, oh, you mean heaven on earth? And I'm, I'm just going, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> Got voices in my head. <laughs> I, I, no, no, that's very good, Kitty, because part of it is we think we, we, um, we haven't normalized enough the notion of intuition mm. as something to listen to. Mm. Voice of God speaking to you. I've heard that people say that. Um, it's just an inner knowing, an inner truth resonating that, yeah, this is it. This is what's next for me. This is mm. what I need. Mm. Yeah, and I, you know, I've had the, own, my own experiences in my life where I've either had, like you said, actually voices in my head, or you just know deep down, you just know. And when you try and go the other way, it just doesn't feel right. Um, you can't go the other way. Yeah. Mm. You know, an old teacher of mine used to say, and then you choose to have no choice. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's... A very powerful statement because, you know, I know it's about heaven on earth now. It's not about something else. So in that sense, there is, I've chosen no choice, which gives you a lot more energy to go for it. Mm. And would you say you came out of your funk? Like you, you could feel the difference, you know, when you chose uh, yeah um i don't know britain if you have do you have in in carpentry the a phrase called tongue and groove or two pieces of wood yeah the tongue and the groove yeah well i felt prior to that that this i was separate and then in the epiphany experience when i heard it's about god it literally went boom that's it and i knew i just yeah. knew fantastic so the notion of following, uh, listening deeply, you know, other ways to say it is your heart, your intuition, um, that inner voice, that inner knowing, those are all synonymous for me. Mm, absolutely. And then uh, you, I mean, I, we want to, I wanted to, so first of all, does that answer your question? about? Yeah, family? beautiful. And that's exactly what we're, we're demonstrating through these interviews, Martin, is that when we tune in, when we follow our, follow our hearts, and well, sometimes it's not logical, um, but it can open up amazing, uh, amazing opportunities and possibilities that we didn't even know existed. Kitty, I want to underline what you just said. It, it will open up avenues and doorways and meetings that you could not have planned. There's no way you could have planned for it because it's outside of any possibility that you didn't think of. Mm. For example, envision. Uh, I was doing these, these uh, seminars on vision and going beyond your beliefs in Canada. And there was a young woman who said, all right, well, you want to be serious here, Martin? I'll tell you what my vision is. I want to go to Harvard Business School, but I'm a woman, I'm Canadian, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I said, good, when are you going to apply? And she went, what? I said, when are you going to apply? Went, oh, okay. So she applied and she got in and she wow. was like, off the ceiling so excited. And she phoned me and said, um, I'd like to do something in return. And I said, well, no, I, I was not thinking about it. And she said, no, no, I'm serious. I'd like to do something for you in return. 
And this idea popped in my head and I said to her, um, I would like to speak at the business school on vision. And she said, all right, let me see what I can do. Wow. Set it up. Fantastic. I spoke there for four years or four times over several years. You know, I mean, I couldn't even have thought of it. No, fantastic. And you must have some amazing examples, Martin, of where you've helped people tune into what their vision of heaven on earth is. And then you've actually seen it manifest and create in the world. I, well, before I, well, all right, let's answer that. And then I want to get to uh, helping people discover what heaven on earth is for them. Maybe let's do it the other way. Let's, let's help people discover. So if you go to my uh, website, projectheavenonearth.com, you'll get a free seven-day course on how to... I was going to. <laughs> I was literally going to it then. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, I don't know if you can put that up on the screen. That'd be great. Projectheavenonearth.com, you get a free seven-day course. And in that, you'll be asked these three questions. And so I, I want to ask you, uh, Kitty, these questions, if you're all right with them. Yeah. Um, and uh, those who are listening, you'll see where this goes. So question one, recall a time when you experienced heaven on earth. What was going on? Well, you and I uh, are connected through an organization, aren't you? So um, I love being surrounded by change makers. That for me is heaven on earth. Very I clear. Love, I love having... And that's what we're doing here at Kitty Talks is building a community of people who are change makers. So notice what I did was ask you to call a time when you experienced heaven on earth and tell me what that is. And I want to talk about what you did not do. You did not say, what do you mean by heaven on earth? Nobody says that, Kitty. Um. People you did, which is they answer the question. So my point is, but how could you answer the question unless you knew what heaven on earth was for you? And so there's something that I call it already knowing about heaven on earth, present within you. All right, so that's question one. Beautiful. Question, thank you. Question two, imagine you have a magic wand. Imagine you have a magic wand. And with this wand, oh, you got one, good. You can create and you can have heaven on earth. What's heaven on earth? Heaven on earth is a generation of people who are change makers, empowered, making a difference on a planet. Building and create is kind of what I'm doing now, which is a good sign. <laughs> so you notice how you went right to it? People go right to the answer. The reason for the magic wand is to remove the necessity of having to know how you're going to do it. Because how can be a trap especially if there's something that's outside of you know, what you've done before or what you, you quote, believe possible. But you went right to it, all right? And the third question, what simple, easy, concrete step or steps will you take in the next 24 hours to move that forward? Well, we are gonna take a photograph of us together, Martin, and then we're gonna share this with both of our communities and we are gonna empower our communities to create heaven on earth very clear now let's go through the three questions again question one recall a time when you experienced heaven on earth so people Thanks. get in touch with what that is for them they know yep question two here's a magic wand with it you can have heaven on earth what is heaven on earth 
and people go right to it. They answer. Imagine a room getting with 100, 300 people mm. all answering questions. It's stunning what happens in that room. Mm. People don't realize that they do have a vision. They do have a deep soul's desire for the kind of world they want. And what this is about is bringing that forth, making it normal. Mm. And then the third question is, I don't want to just leave it at that level. I want you to actually begin real by doing something simple, easy, and concrete. So it doesn't take any thinking. Oh, well, I can take a picture and post it and, you know, that'll be, and, and you're off to the races. Mm. That, those questions are distillation of me asking hundreds and thousands of people, you know, what's heaven on earth? What's heaven on earth? What's heaven on earth? Beautiful. And you, you just tap into my, you just went straight into my unconscious as well with those questions because, you know, they just pop out. They do pop out. And let me go deeper with you on that. I used to say originally that I thought it was your vision. And then I, no, it's not vision, it's deeper. I used to say, well, then it's your soul speaking. I, no, it's deeper than that. It's your, it's the essence of your soul. And, and lately what I've been saying, no, no, it's, it's your divine essence. Um, and why I say that is because when we're in a room with 100, 200 people and they're all sharing what it is, there is an energetic in that room, Katie, that is so liberating and powerful and simply gotten to that I'm surprised still to this day about how simple it is to get there and that we know. And so you can imagine that mm. you're doing the, the listeners listening to, to this, doing their piece and so on and so on and so on. What we're actually doing at a larger meta level is we are creating, co-creating, co-creating the new story of what it means to be a human and what it means to be humanity. And that your contribution to co-creating heaven on earth is, is unique, it's important, only you can do it. Mm. The world needs your contribution. Um, and it could be something you've been doing already, but you now have a new context around it, or it could be something that you've never thought of doing before. You go, oh, I know what I can do, and you do that. Mm. And it's so in alignment with what we're doing here, because you know I believe if we all take care of our own little bit, you know, the world will be a, little, a much better and a happier place, you know. So what you're doing is facilitating that through asking that question. Um, and, and I think also getting people to believe it's possible. You know, look at the example of the lady um, who probably would never have applied if had she not come into contact with you. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's all of our job, isn't it? To support each other and going for what we want that it might be beyond what we believe possible. You know, the notion that you have to believe you can do something in order to do it is fine, but it's detrimental if what you want to do is beyond that level. And it's in that level that, you know, we're now playing. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that we're, again, showing with your example with these interviews is actually, you know, magic can happen when we tune into what it is that we want to happen in the world. Um, and believing it's possible is the first step and then kind of taking action towards it. Like you just said, a really simple thing, small increments kind of can add up and then amazing what can open up for us. Boom. I call them uh, heaven makers. And, and on projectheavenonearth.com, there's a whole section on, on heaven makers. So let me just give you a couple of examples. There was a woman, uh, Sue Bookchin, in um, Nova Scotia, Canada, and we were doing a, a teleseminar. And uh, we were talking about the sufferings of the world. And she went really mad. 
I'll tell you where the suffering is. Violence against women. She was mad. I've been to the police. I've been to the government. Nothing. Now, what would you do, Mark? Sue, I don't know your financial situation. You could donate $5,000. You could donate a penny. Well, what difference would a penny make, she said. One of the women on the other women on the phone said, uh, what if everybody in your county donated a penny a day to help end violence against women? She mm -hmm. went over and she started a program called Making Change, which is brilliant. She handed out little mason jars like this, you know, jam jars. I don't know what they call the mason jars in Britain. Jam jars, yeah. yeah. Jam jars, yeah. With a with a thicker on it of a woman, half of her face beaten up, bruised, half of her face bright, alive with the light coming on. And she asked people to donate a penny a day or more for a year. They raised uh, $2,500 combined in their county and the county next door. They then went to a group in the Canadian government called Status of Women, and they got a grant of $300,000, $100,000 for each of the subsequent three years to, for a program uh, on violence, uh, 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 you know, to prevent violence uh, against women. And she says now every, anywhere she goes in her county, people's first question is, what can I do? Wow, fantastic. A, a penny a day, you know, and you think, well, that can't make any difference. No. A woman in, in Hawaii, she grows microgreens, little greens that you can grow in 10 days and mash them up and drink them, and they're very healthy. And she said, well, I, what can I do? I can't do anything. And uh, I said, well, uh, what do you do? And she, and she told me. And <clears throat> I said, well, what's heaven on earth for you? And she told me. And then she went, I know what I can do. She took her definition of heaven on earth and embedded it at the end of her email. So now every email that goes out, not only does she say what heaven on earth is for her, she also asks the second question, which is, imagine you have a magic wand and with it can co-create heaven on earth. What's heaven on earth for you? So that one little action, Kitty, and boom, it's spreading all over the world. Uh, and I'll give you one more, a real estate agent. Yeah. Uh, Brenda McKenzie, this was great. We're having coffee. <clears throat> Excuse me. She's talking about, um, we're talking about just life and uh, heaven on earth. And um, I said, is there a suffering in the world that particularly bothers you? And it was like I punched her in the stomach. Her face just went white. And she said, yes, homelessness. Well, obviously made sense, you know, real estate agent. And I said, so what's heaven on earth for homelessness? And she said, well, obviously a home for everyone. But Martin, you don't understand, that's impossible. You know, I'm a real estate agent. I work 80 hours every day. I'm in a relationship. That takes a whole bunch of time. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, stop, stop, stop. What are you going to do? Went, oh. She goes back to her agency. She sits down, small agency, Domus Realty, sits them down. And agency says, look, we are going to end homelessness. And, by, and she created this program called A Home for Everyone. Here's how. Would you be willing for every house or commercial uh, building that you sell to have $100 taken off your commission? All you have to do is say yes once. And from now on, that will just happen automatically. They all said yes. They've raised $140,000 over wow. four or five years. They have a committee that meets every year, the 10 agents and 10 of their, sorry, one client from each of them, so 10 clients. That group of 20 decides on who gets the money for that year of all the um, 
projects that are submitted by individuals and groups. So mm -hmm. it's little, you know, it's impossible. There's nothing I can do, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's a huge program now that's, that's doing amazing work toward providing a home for everyone and great benefit for their company as well. So they're getting known for that. And it's very satisfying, obviously. So they're doing good and they're doing well. Mm, fantastic. Fantastic. And so, yeah, she's managed to um, go from a complete space of, I don't think that's possible, to now making a huge impact and making a huge difference. That's fantastic. But that, I want to just underline again what you just said. It, it, it really is about going from, it's impossible, there's nothing I can do, and here's the reason why I can't do it, to look at this elegant little solution that I've come up with and mm -hmm. look at what's happening. Mm -hmm. I know that not everybody in the world can go out and end hunger tomorrow, but look at the women with you know a penny a day, mm. or off, or your email, um, a police officer in Texas. Uh, we were talking, and I, and I said to him, just came to me this question: What's heaven on earth for policing? And without thinking, it, mm. he said, the end of crime and people helping each other, serving each other, and he he's written. <laughs> a 16-page manual on heaven on earth for law enforcement. Wow, cool. So on, on my site, projectheavenonearth.com, go to Heaven Makers and you'll see these plus other examples, incredibly creative examples. You know, the, the, the analogy I use, Kitty, is it's like when you go to a software store to buy a piece of software and you come home, you stick it in your computer and it boots up. What you're doing is, what a new program does is it'll open up new possibilities and new opportunities that you never thought of. But then the program stops and it says, but I can't go on without kitty information now, kitty content. So that's my metaphor for Project Heaven on Earth. It opens up this possibility for you that yes, we can have heaven on earth, but we can't do it without the content that's unique to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's so in alignment with what we're doing here at Kitty Talk. So, Martin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and thanks for, for listening, folks. And please, projectheavenonearth.com. I love you. And by the way, once you do the uh, seven-day course, you'll be asked for free to join our community called We Heaven Makers. We have people from all over around the world for whom this resonates and who are committed to taking this out in the world. And we will have all of Martin's details uh, and Heaven on Earth, Project Heaven on Earth's details in the show notes. So don't worry if you didn't catch it. We will have all the details there. But no, Martin, thank you so much. I love our visions are so wonderfully aligned. And thank you so much for kind of giving me the clarity around what Heaven on Earth is for me, because I think that was a real eye opener. <laughs> so. Um... And thank you, dear. Thank you for um, your commitment. You know, this show, the kinds of questions you asked, the kinds of prep you did, it really talks about your commitment to change makers and to changing the world. So thank you for being a heaven maker. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website and become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.